0: first Halloween episode, so our first episode in October. This is Salt the Room, where we talk about supernatural, cryptid, true crime, ghost stories, paranormal, it's all the same thing, but that's all you need to know. I'm Caitlin. I'm I'm Shelby.
1: I'm I'm
0: Destiny. (laughs) And we're all a bunch of idiots. (laughs) It's on my name tag. (laughs) <laughs> um, so what was a favorite your your favorite food that you ate today? What? That's today? my question today. What was your favorite food that you've eaten today?
1: I had a <laughs> iced pumpkin spice latte from Dunkin' Donuts. Ooh, fancy. And spooky bitches love Halloween season. <laughs> uh
0: Max's mom sent him home with a uh, berry cheesecake from the cheesecake factory, mm. so that so that was pretty pretty gas. <laughs> that does sound gas. And the Fritos twists, the, the, bar- the barbecue ones. Yeah, the, the flavor twists, the honey barbecue. Those are
1: fire. I fucked with those heavy.
0: Yeah. How about you? Um, mine would have to be the breakfast sandwich that I got for myself when we went to Dunkin'. <laughs> what is it called? It's like the sweet black pepper bacon something. Yeah, it's real good. It's so good. My breakfast sandwich is still
1: better. Probably not, actually, but... I think it is. The oh. English muffin one? Yeah. Yep, English muffin with some ham and an egg. Mm-hmm. And some cheeses. Well so Cooking it on a fire. Specifically. It's so much
0: better. Yeah. So good, dude. Go camping and cook a sandwich. Yeah, do that for us. Not in Not in Goatman's Woods, if you remember nah. what I just talked about, like, last week. Go dude. somewhere else. Yeah, don't do that. Not in Texas. Just
1: use a candle, actually.
0: Yeah.
1: Light <laughs> <laughs> yourself on fire. So, this is our first episode of our Halloween installment. It is officially the month of October, which is super exciting. So excited! I love Halloween. I love... I I love love friggin' bats.
0: I love friggin' friggin' (laughs) friggin' bats. I love Halloween.
1: And I guess I'm gonna be the one to kick it off. Yeah. So, are you ready for our first Halloween story of this podcast? No. (laughs) Well, I better leave then. (laughs) You better be. I am so excited. Okay, so the thing is... um, Halloween is usually very lighthearted, very fun. You think about kids, you think about trick-or-treating. However, this podcast is not fun and lighthearted. hearted um,
0: um, I thought it was pretty I was having a blast.
1: Is it talking about murder all the time? <laughs> You're right. Mm. Um, so just keep that in mind. I don't want to start this episode off too light. Um, this is an episode, I mean, this is a story that happened on Halloween, but it's not like a fun, light-hearted story. So just keep in mind what kind of podcast this is. Okay. So it's a
0: bummer Halloween story.
1: A little bit, but there's there's a twist to it, too. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about the story of Carolee Ashby.
0: And who is Carolee Ashby?
1: <laughs> I am so glad you asked. <laughs> so Carolee Sadie Ashby was born on February 22nd of 1964. But in 1968, when Carolee was four years old, a tragedy st- struck. On Halloween night of 1968, Carolee was walking with her sister Darlene and her cousin, And I couldn't find her cousin's name anywhere, but, um, she was walking with them to the store to buy birthday candles for Darlene's cake, because it was actually Darlene's 15th birthday that day. Halloween? Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool birthday. Terrible things are about to happen.
1: Right. Okay. So, (laughs) at this point, I don't know if you guys caught that, but, um, Carolee is four years old, her sister Darlene is 15, not sure how old the cousin was. Okay. So, they went to the store, they bought their candles, and then they were returning home around 6.30, so that way they could get Carolee dressed and ready for her trick-or-treating. Okay. Um, the three girls crossed what is now known as Route 481 at Davidson Street in Fulton, New York. Darlene was holding onto Carolee's hand when a vehicle struck four-year-old Carolee, sending her body 133 feet. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, like, that must be so traumatizing. Like, imagine having, like a four-year-old sibling and you're holding their hand whenever this happens yeah oh my god yeah um the thing is is that the driver never stopped and carolee ended up passing away from her injuries yeah no shit she's bored were, no she was just A
0: right? 100 or they weren't quite trick-or-treating they were on
1: their way home to get dressed for trick-or-treating so mm-hmm. she didn't even get to go trick-or-treating the poor baby. yeah it's That's... so sad so um at this point the police get informed of what happened they get informed of like the tragedy and everything like that and so the police are trying to figure out what happened Um, so the first tip came to the police, um, and the tip said that 18-year-old Douglas Parkhurst had crashed his tan 1962 Buick that same night. Okay. So, they went to Parkhurst's house, and essentially they were like, we got this tip, we need to talk to you, like, tell us what's going on. Yeah. That's when Parkhurst confirmed the crash did indeed happen, but he actually claimed that it took place in the neighboring town of Volney and that it had no connection to Carolee at all. Okay. He's like, I wasn't even in the town, I was a town over... That's not even what happened. I have no clue happens. about this.
0: Yeah, I... Yeah. yeah. Exactly. My car just got fucked. Sorry.
1: <laughs> right. And the police had no evidence tying the crime to him, except for the one tip, which isn't anything substantial. Somebody was just like, hey, his car's kind of messed up. Yeah. So they couldn't do anything. They couldn't convince Parkhurst, obviously. Right. So over the next few years, the police tried to follow any lead that they could, but no lead ever turned into anything solid. This caused the case to become a cold case. Mm. Yeah. Poor baby. So then, after 38 years, they ended up reopening the case. 38 years? hmm It got a cold case. They kept getting tips, and then they followed the tips. Eventually, the tips went dry. They had nothing. Um, and then, 38 years later, it's the year 2000, and I think a new Holy person f- took over. I'm not really sure what his name was, but he decided to go ahead and reopen the case. Right. Um, but they still didn't receive anything substantial. They had a couple tips here and there, but still nothing that actually led to anything. That they could, like, grasp, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Nothing, it, like, solid.
1: Exactly. It was just, like, oh, little things here You're and there. grasping at straws. Like, hey, this might be it, but maybe not. But probably not. Well, exactly.
0: And how big... Do you know how big this town was? Was it a little town? Was it a...
1: I'm not positive.
0: Because, I mean, depending, like... It's a four-year-old that just got hit in your town, so when it first starts, everyone's going to be, like, all gung-ho for it, right? And then, like, after time, you run out of people. It's if it's Especially town. if it's a smaller town, you run out of people to talk to. So...
1: Yeah, especially, like, in these earlier years, it's also like, okay, maybe I saw something, but I don't really know what I saw, which is the case with so many different stories. It's like, do I even report this? Is this even something? Yeah. yeah. You never have a clue. But that is until 2012. Oh. jeez. Yep. Okay. So, 2012,
0: so um... So, what does this make that, like, how many years later is that, then? Uh,
1: 50?
0: Yeah. 50, 50
1: years later? I think it was, like, 47. Yeah, At okay. that point, Jesus. But close to, yeah.
0: So, she would have been 53 years old.
1: Around, yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. That's crazy. Um, But in 2012, that's when a bunch of social media, you know, you had MySpace phasing out, you had Facebook taking over everything. So the former police lieutenant of Fulton, his name was Russ John, so he's the one that was in charge when the whole tragedy with Carolee happened. So he was just on Facebook, at this point he's retired, um, and he found a Facebook page about his town. It was kind of like the Nextdoor app, you know, where people would just post random stuff about what's happening in their neighborhood? Yeah. And so he was like, you know what, why not? It's been so many years, nothing has come of this case, I'm just going to post something and see what happens. So, Russ Johnson decided to make a Facebook post with the description of the case, since it had been so many years, to see if anyone had, had any information. Like, maybe they were holding on to this information, maybe they found out something from like an older relative, and now yeah. they want to complain about him. Right. He didn't really expect anything to come out of this, but to, to his surprise, a woman from Florida reached out to him. She stated that someone... Re- from douglas Parkhurst's family which was their original suspect uh-huh. um, came up to her soon after the hit and run and asked her to say that she had been with douglas that night mm. yeah and it doesn't say like if there was like any information leading up to this or if it was like somebody she knew or somebody completely random that was just like hey say you were with him right so she thought about it and she said that she wasn't gonna lie and say that but she also never really asked questions why they had asked her to do that and it could also be because you know it was the late 60s yeah like women didn't really you can't really do much exactly like. so even though she didn't ask any questions as the days went on she did assume that it was probably an alibi related to the hit and run once she had heard what had actually happened but even thinking that um police had never approached her never asked her any questions about if she had seen anything if she knows any information but she also never went to the police either to res- Report her suspicions. Okay. Of kept that to herself. Exactly. Well, and
0: it seems kind of like a one-off. Like, hey, this kid says he crashed his car. You know, like a town over. Say you were with him. Oh, okay. Like.
1: Yeah, and I mean, in these days, if somebody asked me to do that, I'd be absolutely not, and I'd probably yeah. go to the police. Yeah, I'd be like, why? Right. Yeah, but like I said, it's the yeah. end of the '60s. A lot of women were just framed as being like manic and hysteric, and they don't really have like a voice of their own. Yeah. Right. So, um, but her coming forward with this information now led police to question Douglas Parkhurst again in 2013. So, what happened was the Fulton police showed up at Douglas's house and they were like, Hey, we need to talk to you. This is in connection with Carolee Ashby from 1968. And Douglas immediately invited them in. He seemed very open, not guilty at all, was basically like, come on in, like, yeah, come sit on the couch, let's
0: talk. Well, I'm sure he's also probably like, it's been 50 years, so what do, like, like, what do you need to know? Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um, however, once they sat down, Douglas proceeded to explain to the police that on Halloween night of 1968, he had been drinking beer while driving through Fulton and hit something. God. So, Parkhurst had originally believed that he had hit an animal, but as the days passed and the news came out about Carol Lee... He realized that he had actually hit her. He even admitted... Oh, so he
0: just admitted to it then?
1: Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I did it. Oh, I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: I really thought that he'd be like, ah, Yeah.
1: Especially seeming so innocent. Like, to me, that bit like you're trying to cover up for what you did, not that you're about to admit everything that you just did. Right. Right. Um, but he even admitted that he was originally... Whenever he was originally questioned by the police, he had known at that point that he had killed K- Carolee and had lied to the police about him. So it wasn't like he found out afterwards... And he was like, oh, I just hit an animal. Like, at that point when the police questioned him... He knew. He yeah. knew what he had done and just chose to lie about him. Um, with the full confession by Douglas, the family could have a little closure at this point about what happened to Carolee all those years ago. But Carolee's brother, um, and her father at this point had already passed away. Aww. So they would never know what actually happened. And although the family could have some closure, they did not have complete justice at all. So Douglas never actually apologized to the family for what he did and for killing Carolee that night. And Carolee's sister Darnell actually stated that all her parents wanted was an apology, even back then, she said. My mother always said that they know accidents happen. They could have felt like it was more of an accident back then if the driver would have stopped. It turns out they didn't care enough to stop back then. Now they don't care enough to say that they're sorry. So essentially she's like, I just wish that they would have come forward, they would have stopped and apologized because stuff happens and I understand that. But instead, they decided to keep it to themselves and just keep driving. Yeah, which is crazy. Due to the fact that the crime happened on Halloween night of 1968, which was 45 years previous, the statute of limitations had expired, and they were unable to charge Douglas Parkhurst, meaning that he was able to walk away a free man. Mm. Yep. So they finally figure out what happened, and but nothing. yeah, there's still no justice in that because he still gets to walk That's away. That's right. why he if nothing was so open
0: about it. He's yeah. like, nothing can happen to me now. Yeah, he
1: probably knew, and he was like, well, what are you gonna do now?
0: Right, nothing left to lose. Now I can get it off my chest.
1: Right. So after this, the story does continue. So five years later, in 2018, Douglas Parkhurst, who is now age 68, was in Sanford, Maine. Um, so now we're out of New York. We're in Maine. He was standing near the main gate at a little league field. He was either getting ready to watch the game, or he had just watched the game and was just kind of standing by, like, the opening gate, when all of a sudden, a woman drove her car through the little league field, striking him where he stood and killing him on the scene. His sister, wasn't it? Wow. Um, according to... Should be.
0: (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I'm (laughs) I'm jumping. (laughs)
1: Um, according to the Sanford, Maine Police Department, the woman suffered from mental illness, and, um, after hitting him, she fled from the scene. So exactly what he had done to Carolee, she did to him. Hit him and ran. Good. Um, does anyone want to guess the name of the woman who hit him?
0: Sister. Darnell? Dar- Dar- what's, her, what's her name? Darlene. Darlene? Darnell? <laughs> So all okay. the right letters <laughs> in the wrong order.
1: <laughs> so that was my original thought. My original thought is that it was the they're, sister. just getting justice for her little sister from nothing happening. Exactly. Okay. Came back for a ranch, found him, and was like, you know what? Well, especially dad's dead,
0: that. brother's dead. They went their entire lives just being like, I don't know what happened to my fucking kid. Like, I don't know who did this.
1: And they never got to know anything. And then oh, she so hears sorry. it. I, she's like, all right, time for my retribution. Yeah, literally mm-hmm. like, well, time to go. <laughs> However, it was not Darlene. Was it the cousin? No, it was actually a stranger. Oh. So the woman's name was Carol Shero. So he had killed Carol Lee, and now Carol killed him, which is just so insane to me. God just sends down his best angels. Right? (laughs) Um, She was 51 and was shortly um, arrested afterwards and charged with manslaughter, according to the police. No,
0: no. No, no. He didn't get charged. She doesn't get charged. It's a win-win.
1: It's just just no. still killing somebody. Yeah, I mean, either way, killing somebody. somebody.
0: But listen, I don't know, man. I think she did already. Right. If it were if it were the sister, then I think that would be more justified in saying that. But like, this was just a complete stranger killing another complete stranger. It was a complete stranger killing a complete four year old. Yeah, stranger. And he should have been convicted.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, but also he was she Okay. <laughs> 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 Jesus. But also, part of me is like, okay, if that one woman had just come forward sooner and been like, yeah, they asked me to be an alibi.
0: It like, would have been solved. Literally.
1: Yeah. Um, but, we waited 50 years. Um, I said, the loop of karma for killing for Douglas killing Carolee came full circle with him being caro- killed the same way by a woman named Carol. Um, and although Carolee's mother died one year prior to this accident, Carolee's mother um, knew that it was Douglas because okay. he had admitted it. But didn't get to see that full justice because she died one year before he had passed away. Um, upon hearing the news of Douglas's death, Carolee Ashby's sister, Darlene, said that she felt like something that she finally had closure, um, stating that he paid the ultimate price. Darlene went on to say, "'I know my mother suffered and my father suffered. Our lives were changed forever that day. I hate to think that I'm relieved that someone passed away, but that's what I feel,' she said, "'relief. His family will, will have it a lot easier because they didn't have to sit and wonder what happened.' And with that, the final chapter was closed in the fifty-year-old case of Carolee Ashby. She, I mean, I don't really blame her to be like I feel relieved. I'm happy that he died because and I feel I like do the same way. This Lynn.
0: huge part of her life that's been I, just, just a constant open wound. I yeah, mean, coming full circle. I this, I mean, well, my my cousin passed away, <laughs> uh, much <laughs> much in a kind of the same situation. I if I I'm on the sister side, a hundred percent. And I think that's probably why I don't think that, you know, the girl who hit him should have anything done to her. It's just come full circle. Karma is something that I think, regardless, is always paid back. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that this is just karma. Now, I'm not saying everybody go out and hit somebody and hopefully you hit the right person. No. What I'm saying (laughs) is, is that it just, the situation just came around to be the same karma that he paid out got paid back. Um, I mean... I wish they would have just convicted him personally, so that way it was actual lawful justice. But like,
1: <laughs> said, there's a big shrug just happening. Hit in people it. with your car? No, I never <laughs> said that.
0: I literally said, "Don't do that."
1: Well, that's like when families of like murderers and stuff like that are like, "I forgive you, let go, let God." I'm like, I, don't, no. I understand the concept, but I truly don't feel like I could. Until there was some kind of closure like that, and I could let it go. No, but that's
0: when I go let go and let God catch these hands. <laughs> <and> <laughs> and God catch these hands. I can't stand, yeah. <laughs> Literally, I just—I don't know. I feel like no, it is sad because there was two losses of life that should never happen in the first place. Um, but it's just the way that it played out. is just it was a perfect circle. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm sure that girl is sitting in jail now, hopefully getting help for the whatever mental issues that she did suffer from.
1: That's but. the sad part, is that she was mentally ill, so it's like, it wasn't like, oh, she was just drunk, did a hit and run, like, I, there was more going on. I there. think it's just also wild that, like, out of a whole stadium that she drove through, he's the one that got marked. Yes. <laughs> Karma! And they have a similar name. To me, whenever I read that part, I was like, hmm She said, "You killed me when I was four. I didn't even get to trick or treat, Mm -hmm. bitch." I said to
0: you, "Bitch, die." I said, "My friend Carol, my friend Carol's after your
1: ass." Well, think about it. The woman Carol was fifty one. So what if I'm just saying hypothetical? And we
0: died, and then immediately was reborn as Carol. It
1: was reincarnated, came back as Carol. She said, "Boom! Wait till I drive." Took (laughs) him out.
0: Wait till I get my license, bitch. Wait. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I. I w- again, I really wish that no one had to have died, um, but I mean, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. So
1: <laughs> especially on Halloween, that part was just so yeah, sad. Yeah, the poor to baby shouldn't even get to dress up. No, yeah, I feel like four is whenever you actually start remembering things like that. So it was but like
0: she probably had her first conscious memory, and it was gone. Mm. And um, then that's the only memory she had. So when she was reincarnated, she's like, "Must I got seek revenge." <laughs> <She got laughs> you might be that right. Dead.
1: Did. You might be on to something there. <laughs> um, but if you guys are interested in digging, like, a little bit deeper into this story, um, there was actually a woman named Carol Thompson who worked with Ashby's family since 2005 on the case. So I'm assuming that she was, like, some kind of police officer. I wasn't really sure. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out, like, what her actual role was. But she did have more, like, background information that came into play here. Um, but... Marlene Ashby, which was Carolee's mother, had reached out to her in 2012 about writing a book about the tragedy. Um, So the book contains information that was never released to the public. Oh. And Thompson um, was asked to write the book originally to get exposure for the case, but when the news broke with the identity of the driver in 2013, um, the family had asked Thompson to continue to tell the story of Carolee. And what's really interesting is that Thompson's cousin, um, her name was Mary Manchin, and she actually created the cover for the book. Um, and it combines a picture of, uh, what Lee drew shortly before her death with a oh. photograph of Carolee on the cover there. Oh. Yeah. That breaks my heart. And whenever the book was originally published, so back in 2012, um, proceeds of the book were originally used towards the purchase of a handicapped accessible van for Darlene Ashby McCann's daughter. And then also, Sherry McCann, who was permanently disabled in a car accident. Yeah. Oh. They so, just have
0: really bad luck with cars. With cars.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's no. insane. What's no. the book called? Yeah. So, the book is actually titled, Who Killed Carol Lee, The Littlest Angel? And you can buy it on Amazon. Uh, ah.
0: Yeah. The baby.
1: And I briefly read into it, but it didn't seem like it follow the true story, there's a movie that revolves around Carolee Ashby, mm-hmm. and it's, like, who killed Carolee Ashby, and it's, like, the littlest something, but it's not Angel, but it's a movie, but it's loosely based on her story, okay. but not actually. Uh-huh. That's why I didn't necessarily include it, but if you want to look it up, all my information was found on, like, the first page of Google, if you just type in Carolee <laughs> Ashby, so... Destiny said one page,
0: I'm out. Wow. Damn. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's That was a sad story. Yeah. Huh. That's why I'm like, I'm you really,
1: really did say that it's not going to be a lighthearted story today. <laughs> I tried to preface it. The only redeeming fact is that karma came back to him in the end, and that's about it. Are we bitter?
0: Are we bitter people? I feel like maybe we're bitter a little bit, because both you and I are like, sounds like karma got him. And Shelby's sense. over here just like, ill, like, <laughs> pressing every time that we say it. Um, anywho, that's fucked. Yeah, dude. Um, happy Halloween, everybody. Literally. Yeah. I don't know dude i all i can think about is that
1: little baby hey guys this is destiny and i'm coming in post-edit here so towards the end of our episode our audio ended up getting messed up um so if i sound a little bit different right now that's why also if you can hear my cat i'm sorry about that um but yeah essentially what i was saying is i understand this was a short episode we were wanting to keep it kind of halloween themed and a lot of halloween themed episodes are a lot longer so i was just trying to keep it short and simple for you guys um, with this really interesting episode here um, besides that we also just want to take the time to thank everybody you know for listening to the podcast there are so many of you guys who have come and said that you know you've recommended the podcast to other people as well which we highly appreciate um also just a time to plug our socials as well so you know you can follow us on instagram tiktok and twitter at salt the room. and then i'm very serious whenever i say that uh, if you guys have any stories you guys would like to share with us whether it's true crime paranormal anything in the weird realm or even stories you guys want to suggest to us we are always looking for new suggestions so you guys can feel free to send us an email at salttheroom at gmail.com and as always stay alert Stay safe, and if you hear something creepy, salt the room.